0: I'm Sarah and I'm Helen and you're listening to the squiggly careers podcast this episode is part of our skills sprint series we've recorded 20 episodes each less than seven minutes long that we hope we're going to help you to build some career development momentum in every episode we talk about a squiggly skill what it is and why it matters share an idea for action each and give you a go-to guru and a podcast episode so you can learn more and we want you to turn your skills sprint into a learning streak. And so for everyone who completes a 20 day learning streak, we'll be offering you a free five skills to succeed in a squiggly career virtual workshop in September. If you post about your progress on social and tag us at Amazing If and we'll be in touch to tell you more. In this skill sprint, we're going to be talking
1: about resilience, and this is one of the topics that we covered in our book "You Coach You." So I feel like we spent quite a lot of time on the topic of resilience. And when we wrote "You Coach You" as well, it was sort of during the pandemic, so I think we, we personally <laughs> we were being resilient, we were living the dream, <laughs> we we definitely needed it. And there's a nice quote I think which helps us to understand like what resilience is that comes from Adam Grant, and he says it is the strength and speed of your response to adversity. And I really like that because it makes me almost evaluate when I'm in a situation how like powerfully am i responding to that problem and also how quickly and i feel like i can almost um sort of coach myself by looking at that as a a quote though we sometimes feel that puts a bit of pressure on people like i don't like just recover quickly the speed the speed bit i do think depends on the context
0: and the knotty problem that you're experiencing at that moment so sometimes you might think well speed matters a bit more because it's a smaller knotty problem a week feels a bit stressful you're trying to juggle three or four priorities but if this is a bigger knotty problem I think I wouldn't want people to put pressure
1: on themselves to be like you should be over it by why, now. why have I not sorted this out yet why
0: have I not made progress
1: yet because sometimes things are hard and they take time I think it's why as well when we talk about resilience in our sessions we talk about your resilience range so how resilient are you across a range of different situations and that again is quite useful for reflection because it helps you just see, oh that one yes that one no and also your resilience reserves that's the other thing that we talk about which is making sure that you are proactively investing in your resilience like the things that almost fill up your bucket of resilience is how I think about it because you will be drawing on it constantly because we're all experiencing lots of adversity in our lives and so if you are just relying on your resilience without investing in it then basically you can run out and it becomes really really hard then so we want to think about your range and invest in your reserves
0: and one of the things I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on is well how can I be more resilient you know, my strength and speed of response to things going wrong. And I also think there's a lot of value in the we as a team. So thinking about how as a team can we be more resilient? So what does it look like to support each other when there are knotty moments that actually we might be experiencing together? It's very rare at work, actually, it's just you, particularly if it's more project-based or to do with, you know, an objective you're working towards where things are not going well. So I think there it's like, are well, thinking about as a team together... Like, what does it look like to build our resilience reserves and our resilience range? So thinking about both I and we.
1: So some ideas for action to help you then. Mine is about focusing on your world outside of work. So... One of the things that can be hard for your resilience is when your work becomes your entire world it's called enmeshment is the i guess a technical term for this i always think it's like where you have become what you do and it means that you are overexposed to the ups and downs in your work like it affects you personally you know if something's going bad at work, you think you are bad. If it's going well, you've got all that energy. And, you know, there are lots of fluctuations, but it really affects how you feel when you are so closely connected to your work. So making sure that you're investing in your world outside of work is really important for your resilience. That could be, you know, the time you spend with your family. That could be your hobbies. That could be time you spend on your own, to be honest. But it reduces enmeshment. It means you're less exposed to the fluctuations. So I think What is important is to think, what is your world outside of work? How much are you prioritizing those things today? And if you are intentional about investing in it, would you do anything different?
0: Yeah, and I think my idea for action is connected, but perhaps a sort of more basic level, because I always really remember my conversation with Dr. Bill Mitchell, who spent his career sort of researching resilience, both for sort of individuals, but also for teams. And um, I pushed him probably a bit unfairly on sort of going, well, what's the one thing? Because, you know, you always sort of want you always want the silver bullet because it makes life a bit easier. And there never are silver bullets. But he did actually say the one thing I'd love everybody to do more is just have one thing every day that is just for you almost a a selfish act where you kind of go well this is sort of my moment for me I'm not doing this for anyone else it's something that I enjoy and it's a really small moment it's often we describe them as simple pleasures that make you smile that one thing where you just think oh well this is just a five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes that just sort of I suppose like often described as you know when your stress bucket gets overflowing it sort of stops that from happening you just release a bit of stress and a bit of tension and actually often when I ask people you know do you daily do something that's just for you most people say no some of the times the one thing that gets me through a week is that I'm good at continually and consistently committing to okay well I'm just going to go for a walk by myself and get a coffee I am going to go and do you uh, Pilates class today and it does sometimes feel selfish and you do sometimes feel a little bit guilty and you do realise there should be work you should be doing or a six-year-old you should be playing Pokemon with but if you don't do this I think you just recognise that those knotty moments can get overwhelming very quickly.
1: I guess it's the self-care isn't selfish kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So our go-to guru on this topic is brilliant Bruce, Bruce Daisley. Brilliant Bruce. Brilliant Bruce. I don't think he'd like it. No, I don't think he would either. <laughs> I don't think he'd like it. But Bruce Daisley. He doesn't I, even like resilience. I know, to be fair. I know. He, he, he's got a book called Fortitude, because he thinks that's a better word, but it is a really good book on the topic of resilience and particularly the we elements as well. That really sticks with me from that book. And if you want to listen and learn a little bit more on this topic, then the episode that Sarah recorded with Dr. Bill. Mitchell is 252 of the squiggly careers podcast
0: thank you for listening to this skills sprint we hope you found it useful we'd love you to share and subscribe so you don't miss a sprint and that's everything for this episode so bye for now bye everyone